Hey guys, before we start the show, um, I wanted to let you know that we've posted our first piece of bonus content to the Patreon. Um, you need to be a $5 a month or higher tier to access that content, but it's a bonus episode where we force Nick to listen to us do what we do here. But instead of a Bible story, we used The Martian, the Matt Damon, Ridley Scott movie. Um, he does not like it, and I think you will. So please check that out. Thanks. Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhood to me. I've never heard them before. I'm Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. This week on the King James Virgin, we render that introduction pointless. Yeah, I don't know why, why you said all that. <laughs> uh, we're doing something special this week, which totally is different. we have our very first guest. What? A guest? Yeah. This week's guest is Evie, and we welcome you to Evie's Catholic Corner. Ta-da! Hello, I'm Evie. Thanks Hi, for having Evie. me. Thank you for uh, coming on to the podcast. Uh, what, what's Evie doing on the podcast? Good question. Evie, what are you doing here? I am going to teach you all about a couple saints. Wow. Wonderful. Presuming that you don't have any previous knowledge of saints. I, I mean, I, Peter, mother was Teresa, a saint and right. started recent the one Catholic church. Yeah. Uh, don't all popes have to be saints or have proven miracles or something? That's that's not all popes. Is the person <laughs> but, who found but many popes. Popes. Not is, all the, popes. is the person who person who found the uh, the toast with Jesus face on it are they saints? Mm. No, it's a complicated process of canonization. Are you going to go over the canonization? Uh, not in detail. Okay. Well, so all you need to know is that there are four levels oh. and it's really hard Wait, to get on, to actual there are, saint. There are there levels of sainthood? So um, well, the final level is saint. Oh, what, what do you there know what the stages? What's a, what's a previous? Well, so, so before we get into the oh, okay. levels of yeah, canonization, I'm, just, I'm already into this. Evie, what is the significance of the saints in, in your world? So like growing <laughs> up, uh, what, what did the saints mean to somebody growing up as a Catholic? So growing up, it was always explained to me that you could kind of use the saints to level up your prayers. <laughs> If this makes sense Wait, to so you. Wait, so they're like buffs to your prayers? Yeah. The saints are <laughs> holier than you could ever hope to be right. and closer to God. And therefore, if you pray to them, they can kind of put in the good word to the higher ups. They're like cell phone towers. Yeah, exactly. They boost the signal. Yeah, you would, okay. Instead of praying directly to Jesus or God, you would pray to a saint and say, here's what I'd like you to tell. Pass it on. Yeah. In specific instances, guy. you know, um, like you could pray to the Virgin Mother if you if it had to do with like women's issues or birth or something you know you choose they your have, saints they have departments <laughs> yeah exactly the patron saints so you, of uh, it's uh, how may I direct your call so are there is there only one patron saint of each individual thing like are uh, they running out of topics for people to be patron saints of <laughs> no most saints actually have 
multiple specialties. Okay. And they get very specific. <laughs> okay. As, as we enter new digital eras, are there like a patron saint of, of Android cell phones <laughs> or um, internet speeds? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that there's a saint of new technologies and saints of electricity. Electronics, perhaps even, but wow. but I don't know but if it would get up. more specific. Like, yeah. there's no like the the patron saint of dial up is no longer being yeah a gra- <laughs> the like VHS yes. saint. Yeah, the beta guy just never quite <laughs> caught on. Um, so okay, that's good to know. Uh, so yeah, why don't you uh, tell us as much as you about? can about canonization? Okay. okay, well, how does one become a saint? Can we be saints? First of all, I wanted to say that um, the early saints really kind of help the Bible stories and then the people in the Bible kind of migrate into European religious consciousness, if that makes sense. So a lot of the early saints are people, early Christian Christianity adopters Okay. that then... Like a Constantine? Yeah, like die, usually die for Got it. converting people or because of their beliefs. Got Does it. dying help you become a saint? Oh, big time. Like, like dying with purpose. So yes. that, that levels you from a three to a four. But yeah. you got and it. You, you can't Martyr. be a saint living, right? Can you no. be a living saint? No. You have to die. You have That's to die. part of the process. No, but I mean like, like being a martyr, martyr right. would boost you up a level. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're a martyr, that like kind of, half. yeah, that kind of absolves like <laughs> the miracle. Oh, so you, you could, you may not have to have a miracle. You have to have at least two miracles to be a saint, but it can be sort of like, glossed over if you're also a martyr what qualifies as a miracle <laughs> like i mean can you like if you just happen to be really lucky at blackjack enough times in a row is I, that i lost my keys this week and it turns out i had like those pants with the loose pockets and they were just between my car seats yeah you're only one away dude okay i thought yeah. so i wrote down uh, one away or a martyrdom the miracle yeah. I, i'll kill i mean i guess if it helps you i could kill you no. Okay. I'll just lose something. <laughs> yeah, the miracle process is comp- complicated, but uh Can it be the same miracle twice? I think it can. Like could you walk on water twice or yeah. do you need like disparate miracles? As long as it is undisputed basically and approved by the pope. Okay. You're in. <laughs> All right. Post approved, not pre-approved. Post approved. Okay. Pope pap approved. Can you pa- <laughs> can you can you have pre-approved papal permission? Well, I think <laughs> Mother Teresa was the most recent one. I mean, right. people thought that she was instant candidate for sainthood, but it really took her several years after she died because, no because of the miracle thing. Oh, yeah, because miracles don't exist. And now we have, now we have like cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Mother Teresa is so cool and she's got a crazy history. Uh, as do a lot of the saints with like weird kind of self-flagellation things like did oh. you know she wore a band of barbed wire oh underneath she's like her robes that and crazy she would person, constantly have this like festering wound she's like that crazy person in angels and demons who like had the mm-hmm. oh please yeah. don't reference dan brown movies on this podcast <laughs> i'm referencing, I'm referencing <laughs> dan line. brown books <laughs> i'm not referencing the movies <laughs> <laughs> spinoff podcast the dan brown virgin so anyways, <laughs> yeah, just real quick, four levels of canonization. Level one, servant of God. Level two, venerable. Level oh. three, blessed. Level four, saint. And so can you attain any of these while you're living? Um, yeah, I think so. I think 
most of them have to do with how you live your life, how, um, how close to God you live on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's complicated, but, but basically bishops have to nominate you for the process. So the first level is sort of like bishop initiated and then it goes to the Pope and then you're eligible to get your feast days and then the churches built in your honor. Okay. So, so are, so feast days are only given to saints or they're given to people pre-saint pre-saint. So, is there besides a feast day, which does sound cool? I would I would totally like be in it for just a feast day. But is there a benefit to praying to somebody who's like just venerated or somebody who's at like a two or three rather than um, does it need to be a full on four for you to go like no I think brownie points I think that all are acceptable. Okay, so depending on what you're wanting, mm-hmm. so I could find like the venerated person of dial up. Sure. Yes. Is there like indie? and you could because they're still living, you could just go up to them right and say hey. <laughs> Pass this along. <laughs> Is there like indie cred with going with lesser known non-saints? <laughs> like, I'm sure in certain circles, yeah. It's yeah. like, ooh. The cool angels. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't You're I don't praying go, to Francis? I don't go full, full No saint. way. That's a little mainstream for me. Also, would you maybe bring lesser issues to lower people? Like if it's not a life or death, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I've got like a toothache. This doesn't seem like something that I need. Oh, know. there's definitely a saint for that. Yeah. Gotta be a full blown saint. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess toothaches were a much bigger deal. It'll say 150 yeah. years ago. Uh, but well, anyways, yeah. So, so, the, so does that, uh, I mean, does that answer no, your, I mean, your non-Catholic childhood questions of tons. becoming saints? The, the praying to saints gets complicated for people of other religions yeah. because a lot of people consider it a form of paganism or like idol Idolatry. worship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, teacher Alan has saint, his finger raised. Saint Apol- Apollonia? Apollonia is the saint of toothaches. No. <laughs> saint Apollonia. There really is like one for everything. Yeah. I You're going to find out real Anything quick. for dial-up? <laughs> Um, so Evie, you've got a couple, uh, yeah, I brought stories two for saints us. to Great. tell you about today. Uh, what's the first saint? The first saint is St. Agatha. S- uh, Agatha Christie. St. Agatha Christie. Patron saint <laughs> of mysteries. Quite. Patron no. saint of mysteries. Little, little pre Agatha Christie. <laughs> okay. She was born in 231 AD to a noble Sicilian family. All oh, right. wow. She's like OG. OG. Saint. This is what I'm talking about. This is pre Catholic church, was it? Isn't yes. It? Okay. Yeah. So this is like early, early this is how the Catholic Church basically came to power in Italy, or Italy in particular, okay. is with all of these saints. Um, that would have been close to fall of Rome, is my history. Fact checker, Alan. <laughs> is that close to the fall of Rome? <laughs> well, Alan types away, sorry. No there, problem. There is a saint of the internet, by the way. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah, uh, did a Isidore of Seville. Wow. Who tried to record everything ever known. Oh, because I he was declared uh, the patron saint of the internet by uh, Pope John Paul II. That's in, in 1997. I do remember there being a, a Catholic thing where they were like basically archiving the entire internet, and that must have been his thing. Yep. Cool. Amazing. All right. Patron saint of porn at this point. So Agatha, when she was 15, she converted to Christianity and okay. took a vow of chastity. Ooh. A little early Short, for that. Shortly thereafter, she was pursued by a Roman judge. She pursued his advances because of her vow, and because he was a judge, he had her arrested because of her newly found faith. Guess who was <laughs> proceeding at the trial? Well, he was. He was. Yeah. Yeah, this is totally a kangaroo court. So <laughs> he, he sent her to a brothel for a month where she was molested, Classic raped, punishment. and beaten. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's nuts. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, cool. So then she had to go to prison 
Here's all the things that happened to her. She was stretched with hooks, burned, whipped, and had her breasts cut off. Oh. Pretty, pretty intense. Okay. Stretched with hooks as in like, they just like hooked her in and then pulled? Yep. I, I kind of have a feeling that... <laughs> I have a feeling that like all saints could be the saint of like... BDSM. Oh, <laughs> totally. Because I feel like this probably happened. This to is a lot pretty of them. common. Yeah. Pretty common saint territory. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, then she was um, sentenced to be burned at the stake. Okay. But miraculously, oh, is this miracle number one? An earthquake happened. Okay. Uh huh. So, like, the whole city basically was flattened. So she had to get moved to another prison. While she was in that prison, Saint Peter the Apostle appeared to her and healed her wounds. Oh. That's miracle number two. I think so. Oh dang! But that's, is that that's some tight miracling? That seems like more of like his thing than her thing, right? He was he was already way dead. Okay, I, mean, I guess like being able to call up a spirit. Yeah, which is not what you'd say in this situation. It's complicated. But, okay. And remember, it's only two thirty A.D. two two fifty one A.D. So so you could die from a scratch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure a lot so of this was passed down somehow, not from being torn apart by hooks. <laughs> so that's why it's right. a miracle. Yeah, that's yeah, why it's sure. a miracle. Wounds it, healing. To be miracle. fair, it does feel a little bit like we don't know how long there was between times that they checked it. If they if the entire city was down for like a month because of this, you know, <laughs> earthquake, mm-hmm. she could have just healed. <laughs> but I do like the idea that like we just we haven't checked on her. We just checked on her. Everything's healed. <laughs> miracle number two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then she was continually tortured in this new prison, and then she eventually died in 251 AD. So... What is she the patron saint of then? Oh, we're getting there. Okay. So she's often represented as this virginal figure with her breasts on a silver platter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is that that part of the story they let her keep them? No, no, I don't think so. I just love that, like, Renaissance artists were like, ooh, let's put those boobs on a platter. I'm not drawing this lady without those boobs. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can do a portrait and a still life. Right. How do I, how do I like indicate this is a woman? Oh, I'll put her boobs on the platter. <laughs> huh. I just Wikipedia at it. Oh, and, that's unfortunate. And it is, it looks like a 1950s jello dessert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're very round. Totally. Okay. And then I love this so much. Her feast day is on February 5th, and it's usually celebrated in Italy with breast-shaped pastries made of marzipan and ricotta. <laughs> Talk yeah. about, like, silver lining of that whole story. Like, right? what you come up with is like, oh, we can make boob cakes. Yeah. Yes. I love it so much. Whole, okay. whole small town's so, economies survive on So basically, that's whole, her whole wow. life story. She is the patron saint of breast cancer, martyrs, wow. wet nurses, bell founders, bakers, fires. Hold on, wet nurses? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. You, she, she couldn't be a wet nurse. Like, they, they removed the one qualification. I don't make the rules. That's fair. Earthquakes and eruptions of Mount Etna. Just that one mountain. Cool. <laughs> yeah, just the one mountain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I see how you could maybe be more specific. Like we, we got plenty of yeah. plenty of shit. Like oh yeah, you're the patron state of, of this river flooding mm-hmm. or not flooding. Yep, totally. Okay. There's a lot of a lot of options for what you can be the patron saint of. Okay. Anyways, she's kind of cool. Yeah, I really do like the art with with her. The breasts on the Some of it platter. is more horrifying. <laughs> so check, sure, her being tortured, we'll, presumably. We'll put the photo in the show notes on kingjamesvirgin.com uh, so you can check out the awesome boob. I'll, uh, I'm sure it's a painting, not a I'll, photo. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's a photo. <laughs> I'll throw it on our Instagram as well. Perfect. For those of you who don't know me in real life, I often 
jokingly refer to myself as a late blooming goth. <laughs> and I think that my Catholic education, particularly um, pre-confirmation, you have to choose a saint. And so you do a lot of research on all of these saints and all these stories. And that's when I, I was, this was my all-time favorite part of formal religious education. It's just learning about these horrible things that happened. And I think that it definitely informed my current human. Oh, totally. <laughs> how... So when you're researching these saints, how are, how is that? Is there like a book that you're given? Is it like, is, oh, there, yeah. is there like a, a watered down version of saint stories? And then you like to for deep cuts, you have to like search other. Definitely. Like, I mean, there's some favorites that have sure volumes dedicated to them, but I was always into the sort of the lesser known saints with the weirder stories. Right. Andy cred. Yeah. Yep. All mm-hmm. the way. Right. And presumably better stories. Yeah. Like St. Francis. Yeah. He's just a monk who liked animals. You like animals? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know that one. (laughs) This is sort of like going to be the gist of, is this entertaining to people like this? Great. Uh, And you've got one more for us, right? I do have one more. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. All right. For Saint number two, I thought I would give you a little bit more of a mainstay as far as the canon goes. Yeah. Um, Any guesses? I mean, I'm going to guess to Cece just because it's the biggest. Is the the guy who musicked the snakes out of Ireland a saint? (laughs) Musicked the snakes. Yeah. yeah, Wasn't a flute? It's Patrick, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? Saint Patrick. So. That's yeah. Saint Patrick. Like, yeah. Is that who you're doing? No. Oh, who are you doing? So hold on. Oh, but, we, but you think we may have heard of him? Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this the saint of lost things? No. Isn't that your saint? The borrowers. Mm. That's Saint Anthony. Ah, uh, Saint Anthony. <laughs> okay. Is Bartholomew a saint? I think Bartholomew is saint a Bart. saint. Yeah. Okay. Saint, saint Bart's. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's that's really easy. We just go by any place that's like called. Oh, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Are we close totally. at all? Wow. I just, no. How did I never city? put that together? <laughs> no. Oh. You guys aren't close at all. St. Peter? Oh, St. Petersburg. It, it is St. Sebastian. Maybe, maybe. Is that the arrows? Yeah. Oh. Exactly. I was going to say patron saint of being under the sea. <laughs> he's, a, he's really. <laughs> this, there's a lot of art on mm-hmm. this one. Arrows? Yeah. yeah. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. All right. St. Sebastian was a captain in the Roman army. He was already a Christian and he very con- covertly started converting people to Christianity. That sounds about right. <laughs> One woman he miraculously cured of her muteness through conversion. Her, her muteness? As in like... <laughs> she was mute. She was mute. Then she, she was, converted to Christianity. <laughs> she was no longer... <laughs> she no longer wanted mutiny? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so being muteness is a disease? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. You didn't know that? Fully curable. As an adult, I would I know. thought that I would run into a lot more mute people. <laughs> oh, muteness. I was thinking like like I was thinking you like like mutiny. No. Like <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that, oh, that's no, for just sure. kind of you were thinking of just kind of some but people rebelling. Yeah, I was thinking anger. like it was like she was always just stirring yeah, up yeah. shit in her in her <laughs> town and it's like you've converted and you're no, no in fact, longer. In fact, quite the opposite. She yeah. was not stirring up shit in now, town no. because now she, she can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So anyways, I, same page. Even though he was pretty discreet because being a Christian was illegal at the time. Right. Uh he eventually was found out. Uh-oh. When that happened, he was tied to a tree and shot with arrows. Oh. It is said he was shot so full of arrows as to look like an urchin and left to die. That's a, that's a lot like of arrows. 
All right. Up Oof. next. Then. Wait. So did he die? I mean, he was left to die, but did he die? We're He's got a miracle out. to perform. Well, he already got the mute lady, but. So then this woman named Irene, who is the widow of St. Castellus, went to collect his body and discovered that he was still alive. Oh. Pretty crazy. Oh. She nursed him back to health. And then when he was well, he went to uh, basically like a parade of the emperor and he stood on the sidelines and openly mocked the emperor, basically saying <laughs> that he should be ashamed of himself for the treatment of Christians. Whoa. And so the emperor had him clubbed to death and thrown in a common sewer. <laughs> Sorry, thrown into a... Common sewer. Oh. Oh. So he's clubbed. Clubbed to open death. Open wounded and then like... Not even tossed into the, the rich people's sewer. No. The common, common sewer. Because it really matters. Oh, it matters. Yep. into shit whose shit yeah. it is. Then Lady Lucina who had a vision, collected his body from the common sewer yeah. and then put him in the catacombs where later his basilica was built. Oh, so we got a, you got a building out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you were spot on with the arrows. Very iconic art. It is said that St. <laughs> Sebastian is the first gay icon. Mm -hmm. I, I actually knew that as well. How A lot of Renaissance art really focuses on his sort of like euphoric and pain-free arrow. <laughs> He's always being, handsome and young, too. Yeah. But being stabbed by arrows is somehow yeah, always a euphemism for being gay? Mostly nude. Yeah, it's... Huh. That seems like a, a bit of a stretch. It's totally a stretch. Face of ecstasy, mostly nude. Arrows of desire. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you just mean he's just into pain? He's just the... Yeah, a lot of SNL? penetration. All right. Oh, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> fair. I... I, rem I remember like, a, like an old, old. Oh, Alan is showing us a, a, a picture of it, mm -hmm. which we'll also put on the, the website and the Instagram. There's a ton of art. So on much Sebastian, art, though. And I always and remember artists. the R.E.M. video, Losing My Religion. There's a St. Sebastian scene. Yeah. Very young. Yeah, 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 Saint yeah. St. Sebastian. Look at that. Uh, Just did a little pop up video for you. Cool. All right. I mean, he doesn't have as many specialties as St. Agatha, but he's the patron saint of archers, pin makers, athletes and soldiers it seems like they kind of claimed that after the like oh yeah also he's our saint <laughs> <laughs> yeah pen makers pen maker p-i-n yeah pen makers. like as in you're going to write no no p-i-n oh, p-i-n pin makers mm -hmm. okay then that tracks a little bit pen anyways oh like i don't know if, if if i had been like pin cushioned with arrows i'm not sure i'd want to be the patron saint of arrows i guess most well, people are patron saint of what Well, but that's the up. whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, because Ag Agatha is, you know, breast right. cancer. Yeah. Who was the patron saint of, of, of sewers then? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's really what killed him. Yeah, there's got to be one. No, it was the clubbing I that killed the clubbing him. Was killed him. The sewer didn't help. If he, if he was still alive, I'm sure that he got some sort of infection. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I was pretty surprised to hear that he was a, a gay icon. I mean, of course, his art is very noticeable, very iconic, but... Yeah, I didn't know. Is it something that has been claimed by the gay community? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. So that like early on gay community. Okay, that that makes more sense. I was thinking that the, the Catholic Church was putting that on him. It's like that no. seems like a weird. Yeah, also, uh, Muhammad Ali had a photo shoot as Saint Sebastian. Oh, whoa! Where he's wearing like his boxing shorts, but he's got like arrows, arrows. in him. Is that pre? Is that before he became a gay icon? Because. Is Muhammad Ali a gay icon? No, I was mean, St. Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, I was just... <laughs> I mean, of course it's open to interpretation, but I think that Sebastian has been a gay icon since like Renaissance 
Oh, art. OG times, gay yeah. icon. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, you know, Renaissance era, like Catholic culture is pop culture. Mm-hmm. And so you're totally looking for anything that would. It's just, it's just interesting to put, you know, Barbara Streisand and St. Sebastian on the same foothold. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that St. Sebastian died in 288 AD. Oh, another OG. Yeah. Uh, so these guys are super OG. Oh, okay. Of course. Catholic or uh, Roman. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The uh, Muhammad Ali um, is because he, uh, when he converted to Islam, he was protesting the Vietnam War. And because he um, wouldn't, he was avoiding the draft. They stripped him of his title, uh, fined him $10,000. He was arrested. He never served time. So that's kind of the martyr mm-hmm. cover. Oh, so he, he just looked for a martyr. Yeah. And basically took. But that Saint makes Sebastian. sense. And St. Sebastian's the saint of athletes. So I'm oh, sure, sure that he oh, yeah. latched okay. onto that. There you go. That tracks. Even though he wasn't Catholic. Yeah. I think most people think that saints are just for Catholics or Roman Catholics in particular, but it's also Eastern Orthodox and I think Lutheran hmm. might have some saints incorporated as well. And there's, I mean, there's other like, uh, like some Eastern religions even oh, have, sure. you know, obviously different saints but mm-hmm. have a veneration but, process yeah yeah i don't know about the lutheran just because they would have pushed back on the multiple ways to get like the idolatry might be an issue sure. for lutherans but but i definitely know I, we, we had friendly friends who were eastern orthodox and mm-hmm. yeah definitely into the saints Ooh, i'm so into that i i don't know much about eastern orthodox but i love that they um i mean there's a lot of similarities between roman catholic and Eastern orthodox but they cross themselves with the opposite, the opposite way as Roman oh, Catholic. Really? So that's how you can tell. Yeah. East side, west side. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, wait, how do you do it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can't okay. So head, left side, right side. Roman, no, no, no. Head, middle, chest, left, right. right. Left, right. Okay. And, and they, they do right, left. left. Yeah. But oh, do they do head, chest first yeah. still? So mm-hmm. they go, they go north, north, south, <laughs> west, east, yeah. west, east. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I know we'll that have to find out. Do you, they also wear blue bandanas? I don't know. I do know that and Andy Warhol. <laughs> what? Is this, was this a Bloods and a Crips reference? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> East side, west side? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Andy Warhol was always embarrassed that he crossed himself the opposite way, even though he would usually go to St. Patrick's in New York. Was he Eastern Orthodox? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. He would think he went to Mass every day. We, my, Our family friends are uh, Armenian, and so it's a, I think, I believe it's a kind of a, an offshoot. Armenian Orthodox is an offshoot of, of like Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they, because they, I believe they went to an, a Greek Orthodox church and I went to a, a funeral there and it was like, this church was insane. Like just gilded to, oh the, yeah. And there's just like icon after icon after icon and portraits all around the, the building. And it was, <laughs> it's really interesting because like, especially with the Greek Orthodox, like it's Catholic, but then like, if you'd like, like ratchet in a bunch of like, you know, kind of Middle Eastern iconography. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's this interesting cross section. And like, as a, like a, a Protestant, grown up Protestant, like it felt very culty or like mystic-y, mm-hmm. even though it, like it wasn't, it's still within the realm of Christianity. And it just was, I remember feeling very conflicted about the the imagery around me going like, this doesn't feel Western Christian, mm-hmm. Christianate. Like, sure. it's just an interesting, I mean, early Christianity was kind of crazy. A lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of early converts were alchemists. They believed huh. in mysticism. I mean, we saw a lot of that in our most recent travels. Um, but I do kind of love that that feeling still exists, that yeah. there's like this weird other well, and part like to the, it. The, the Eastern Orthodox priests look awesome. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> awesome. 
Anyway. Well, Evie, thank you a lot for dropping some knowledge. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the next time we have uh, some more scenes. Maybe I'll bring our- some boob-shaped pastries next time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. I'm a little jealous of like Evie's church experience growing up because <laughs> there's like fancy robes and oh for sure gilded figures and we were like fancy <laughs> jeans yeah and like a gap button up in a gymnasium yeah well and and like with folding chairs and like you know even as a child, all the lights on <laughs> yeah. Well, and depending on where you're going to Catholic mass, like you get neon lights around your like virgin statues. Oh, yeah. 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 Looks good. Yeah. 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 Aesthetically. Yeah. We we built a new church when I was like, I don't know, 12, 13. And like everything is in like shades of forest greens and these plums. And like the churches just look like, I don't know, shitty boomer homes. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. It. I think I definitely took it for granted growing up within the church, but it was very cool. I mean, you all know that I'm, it's a very small town church, but we had terrazzo floors and these (laughs) gorgeous statues all over the place. Yeah. Lots of gold foil, lots of like gorgeous lanterns and every, um, do you guys burn incense in your church? Oh no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Like these gorgeous, like everything was on chains and there were always candles and incense and just like beautiful singing, beautiful organ. And this was like small peanuts in the Catholic church world so much right now that the two of you, Alan and Adam are just looking so bummed out. Like (laughs) so, so bummed out. We just sat quietly for two hours and then went like had vegetarian food and went home. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know several people who aren't believers, but regularly go, or at least like yearly go to Christmas mass just because of, for the beauty. Mm -hmm. And they just go as a, as a piece of, of artistic, expression that they're wanting to well and also in the 90s uh, a lot of protestant christian churches were throwing out all of their tradition oh yeah the liturgy was just gone sure yeah to be like progressive and have guitars Um, and so i think i think that bit of tradition is feels good you know around like christmas and easter Mm -hmm. no guitars in a catholic church no the the ritual is so nice even just like the the podiums and the altar is all made out of marble and has um, every every altar has a relic embedded into it. We'll get into that maybe next yeah, episode. That's, we need to well, talk and, about and, that. And like we were also throwing out podiums because you know all the pastors went to like <laughs> Britney Spears mics. Yeah, Britney Spears. Oh, and, but then no. also like they would still have a podium because they need somebody to put their notes. So it would be like acrylic. Yeah, they would have lots of acrylic podiums. Oh, and then in college, it was like a laptop. Yeah, or no, an iPad. A, iPad. We even had these cool like all of the the tomes were like gilded and metal and you know like two foot by a foot and a half just like dun 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 when we were, when we were you know, kids when, you, when you're an altar like boy or whatever you have to like carry this giant book and it's like oh like you can hardly <laughs> carry it but it feels that makes it feel so weighty and yeah purposeful the word of god is like has like heft to <laughs> yeah. it well when we were kids um they still had like a, a fancy table at the front yeah. with a beautiful giant bible but it was really in the 90s they were just destroying anything old like that with the exception of like communion plates communion plates were still like insanely gilded and 
Like there's a there's like all these like these little vestiges left over, but for the most part, you're yeah, right. There, there's this weird desire to get rid of everything old and make it. Well, you're you're trying to like resonate with the culture. 90s. Yeah, that's that's probably true. That's shame. Uh, yeah. Were you Evie? Did you go through mass as in in Latin, or was it mostly in English by the time? Mostly in English. Well, yeah. After Vatican II, then masses were mostly in English, but then there would be specialty Latin masses, um, usually once or twice a year for big um, we'll big days on the calendar. We'll definitely have to get into what the hell Vatican II is <laughs> yeah. at some point because <laughs> it's. Gonna, I didn't know the there was Vatican. A sequel. The Vatican got an upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Evie, thanks again. Of course, for joining thanks for us. having uh, me. Please come back. Yeah, you are my favorite person. <laughs> oh. uh, <aw. laughs> uh, that'll do it, I think, for us this week on the King James Virgin. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and also a special thanks to John Van Dusen this week for helping us out with an extra mic. Our guest mic got stuck in transit this week, and so John Van Dusen gave us uh, a hand with a mic this week. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KJVPod. Uh, we post regularly on Instagram and Twitter just with kind of updates of what's going on. So it's probably the best way to keep track of us. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out raising to the top of those charts. Um, so if you could spend a little time and throw us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. Um, because we love what they're doing, we're featuring a different Resurrection artist. And this week, we're using Bear Call. So be sure to listen to that at the end of this episode. So that'll do it for us this week on The King James Virgin. Until next week, thanks for listening. Get canonized.
by Sonic Bazaar.